So there's an underlying theme here to all of this is I've just given up on caring about looking stupid and or failing. I mean, I don't want to fail, like obviously from a business perspective, I have no qualms trying and then adjusting. Hello, I'm Joel Pilger, and you're listening to episode 63 of the Rev Thinking Podcast. Today is the next episode in our profile of the Creative Entrepreneur Series, and our guest is PJ Richardson. Welcome to Rev Thinking, the podcast for creative entrepreneurs who know the best way to deal with the future is to create it. This is the conversation between creative leaders and consultants discussing what it really takes to run a thriving creative business. Hello from Los Angeles, Rev Thinkers. Good to be back with you. More accurately, I should say I'm in West Hollywood. LA is such a ginormous city. There are cities within the cities here. Uh, I'm actually at Verve on Melrose because I'm here meeting with PJ Richardson. PJ is a co-owner and executive creative director at Laundry, which is a fabulous studio based here in LA. And the question that I'm going to be putting to PJ once we get into the podcast is, have you ever lost your mojo? Meaning your confidence, that thing that you do that you love doing it and it creates tons of value in the world and your clients love you for it. But then things get weird and things get hard and things maybe get muddled or fuzzy. So then what do you do to get it back? How do you get your mojo back? Well, that's the question that I put to PJ and we dive into it. It's a really cool conversation as we get into it. But first, let me share a few announcements. One, I want to thank our sponsor, the Alliance of Content and Design Companies, otherwise known as ACDC. This is the organization helping member studios and production companies thrive by forming common industry standards, sharing legal resources, and building a supportive community. Go to theacdc.com for more details. A couple other quick announcements Cohort. This is my invitation-only mastermind dinners. Just did one in LA here a few days ago, and it was really great. Small and intimate. Had a great group of creative entrepreneurs. Some of the best minds here in Los Angeles showed up. Uh, my next one is in New York City, and then we're going to be going to DC, it looks like, as well as San Francisco. So for you creative entrepreneurs out there, be on the lookout for your invitation. It is invitation-only, but if you think, hey, I should be invited. I meet that standard. Go to RevThink.com to our contact page and send us a note and say, hey, I would love to receive an invitation. Confab, this is the weekly forum with RevThink that we offer our alumni of the Jumpstart Accelerator. This is going really great. And I'm so excited to see that we have 25 or 30 alumni that are doing this weekly, I call it your weekly workout because this is where I put somebody in the hot seat and we just grill them to help them move forward, make decisions and succeed in their business. And there's uh, this group gets together and we share ideas and ask questions. We're currently discussing when is it time for you to hire your first producer? And what does it mean for a producer to do a great job? What kind of an impact can he or she have on your business? Uh, if you're an alumni and you want to find out more, go to revthink.com slash confab. Okay, to today's podcast. Let's get into it with PJ. Not a lot of announcements today, I'm happy to say, because things have calmed down just a little bit in RevThink land. But today, PJ Richardson. So as I said before, PJ is the executive creative director and co-owner at Laundry in Los Angeles. And here's what PJ says. I love this. This is on one of his social media profiles. He says, have you ever watched a video and thought, wow, 
That is so rad. Well, PJ helps brands create that feeling for their customers. And what he says specifically is, hey, my team and I use animation to do it. My specialty is a bold and colorful California design aesthetic. My team and I work on TV commercial campaigns, social media content, title sequences, explainer videos, and full 360 campaigns. So that's a little bit of what PJ does, but he also runs a business. And I think that's why you're here and why you want to listen in to what PJ and I have to say about losing your mojo, but getting it back. What's the source of your confidence and how do you get it back? So I hope you enjoy my conversation with PJ Richardson. Thank you for making the trek all the way from downtown LA to West Hollywood here, because Verve on Melrose is my favorite. Oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. I like this place. So we've been there a couple of times. It's, it's awesome. And uh, But you didn't get the avocado toast. You already well, had breakfast? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I've already had two, two different meetings today. Well, I, I, I'm laughing because I was thinking, you know, I should approach... Verve and ask them if they want to be a sponsor. Ah, that's a good idea. <laughs> because we You're did always a, here when you guys are. We in did LA. an episode of the whole team, read the whole Rev Think team here, and we called it Avocado Toast because it was just the. the oh, bunch I think of I us. saw that uh, Ashley posted it or something. Yeah, yeah it was that's a lot awesome. of fun. Um, so how far, how how long does it take you to get out here on a day like today? Was it? Um, I didn't go in the office first, but depending, like an, a half an hour to an hour, depending on the, the good or the bad of the day. Yeah. Well, that's why I was so grateful because I was like, man, if you're going to come all the way out there to West Hollywood that could be I mean that's a big chunk of your day so yeah, just, yeah no I, I that's appreciate I, you we, taking the I, time in LA everything's strategy with with right. uh, with traffic it's and, just and a given yeah it's just a yeah, given yeah, yeah so dude I, first off I want to say um congrats on everything that laundry's been doing right I mean just looking at at the work and I would also say this like I I'm consistently delighted in all my travels around the world when I mention laundry that you and I've worked together People are always like, oh, I know laundry. Oh, good. Like the reputation is out there. Oh, good. Which I think is so cool. We don't, it's funny. We don't, we don't, we have limited idea as to how to that. So right. that's good to hear. Right. Because you don't get, you don't just go walk into any given conference and say, hey, how many people here have heard of me? Yeah, no. Or heard of laundry? Or, we'd look like such, uh, we'd look a little silly, I think, if we, right. Uh, yeah. But what's great is the, the work is stand out and the name is clearly among, I think it's considered among those leading studios. Oh, good. So it's that, it's that short list of when people say, well, yeah, if I was, you know, if I was Laundry or if I was Trollback or if I was Imaginary Forces, then I would fill in the blank, right? Yeah. This is what people like to say. So I think your, your name is being like considered on, on that list. That's which is, super encouraging. Which is cool. Yeah. 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 You want that. <laughs> but that's testimony to, I would say that's testimony to two things. One, of course, it's producing really great work which you guys clearly do but i would also say i love that you and tony as partners are also really shrewd and smart businessmen that you you put a lot of energy and intention on running a great business it's not just oh yeah we just make cool stuff and everything else just happens yeah i mean that's definitely that's the side that no one see no i mean i, I don't even think barely sometimes our employees see it. it's yeah. just how much goes into uh that i think it's i'd say equal if not sometimes more energy than than just making good work so just Um, yeah so just unpack that for a second because to someone listening that on the outside thinks oh laundry makes all this amazing work so pj as a partner and a creative director director you you spend all your time just making cool amazing work and that's where all your energy goes and 
it's not that way? <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, I think, I don't know how deep diving you want to get into it, but like we, we spend a tremendous amount of time also just trying to do incredibly creative work as efficiently as possible. We probably have more meetings than most people would like, but we review our workflows often to be like, hey, can we, if this person's not working or if this program's not working, can we find one that's more cost effective that gets us a better creative solution? Right. And there's right, so sure. many uh, checks and balances and kind of indicator checks on that that we, we spend a lot of time doing. And then and also just um, like non-project related stuff like like just trying to make sure we're getting the best deal for fiber or uh, <laughs> I mean all that stuff sure. that it's just hiring and recruiting and yeah yeah yeah, all yeah that, managing all employees that. all those things all that um, so that's it's uh, yeah that's that's a tremendous part of it well I was gonna you know normally I think I would spend some time asking you questions like the history of laundry how did you get started you know what was your dream when you were six years old all that but I think it actually, I was going to suggest people go and listen to the podcast you did with Jordan Brady. Oh, okay. Sure. I forgot because, about that. Yeah, you remember that episode you guys did? That was a really fun one. Because Jordan goes through all those stories, you know, like how yeah. did you guys get started and, and what's Laundry's uh, jam and, and history and so forth. Um, because the topic I want to talk to you about today is almost more, it, it's more down the road Okay. in the story. Um, and it ties back to you and I having drinks, I think. And I want to say this was about a year ago. Okay. So do yeah. you remember when we got together? Yeah, yeah. It was in, in like Culver City. Like I, I forget the name of the place, but I remember it. Okay, yeah. And what I remember was you were just electric. You were on fire. You were excited. You were inspired. And I, me- I remember saying, hey, let's get together and have a drink. And your response was, yeah, 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 absolutely. And I was like, wow, what's... What's on his mind? And w- what I remember from that conversation was you were so excited that there was a confidence and a renewed enthusiasm. And you were really inspired about what had transpired over the last, say, year or so. So I'm, I am I actually want to unpack that conversation if you're game. Yeah, let's do it. That makes <laughs> sense. Yeah, it's a good one. Because, okay, so for everyone's benefit, I'll, I'll say this, that... If I go back um, maybe a year and a half prior, when you and I first connected, and I think we met Tony originally at Promax and started a conversation, and then we, we started working together. And one of the things that we, I think we, as we started working together that we realized was Laundry is great, strong company, doing great work, but there was some sort of a, I don't know, something was off. Something was like, eh, but yeah, but it could be so much better. What was what was going on at that period of time? I think a couple different things. I think you know we had a uh, kind of a wonky sales pipeline where we were put basically put all of our sales efforts into one person, and we burn them out. Quite mm-hmm. in, in retrospect, I, I you know we'll, we'll make up all kinds of different reasons in our head but ultimately i think we just we just print the we just burnt the the poor guy out Uh um and and he moved on and we were all this we also weren't emphasizing um enough energy into doing really creative work and as well as we just got completely out of any type of real routine or measurement of our business 
this is all this is all I would not. I didn't even understand this at the time, but right. but in retrospect, that's essentially what happened. Right, meaning you you didn't you you wouldn't have been able to diagnose that at the time, because you're just in the in the middle of it, living right. it exactly. And you're like, hey, some things aren't working. You what? don't even know. You don't even know what questions to ask in in some instances. Yeah. and and then also like I mean, we just we just didn't get as much work, and we were kind of. Um, when you get in a situation like that, then you start to question everything and try to answer it by being a jack of all trades of anything. And oh. and I think we were doing a little bit of that, and which also is kind of a, a catch twenty two, in that then you realize you or you don't feel like you're good at anything either, and right. and it just it just kind of spirals from down from there, and that's what we were kind of. Um, I think stuck in. We're like, oh well, we're gonna do CG. We're gonna do 2D animation, 3D, live action, visual effects. I mean, also, trade videos, and we're gonna do knows? broadcast, and we're gonna do titles. Yeah, maybe we'll even do a visual effects job. And then you get into, and then the like, and then your 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 pipeline, your sales pipeline is a little stunted, and you're like, well, we just need to get anything to pay the bills, and it, it just gets you. It it dents your confidence pretty yeah. heavily because you're like, where do I even focus? Like, yeah. Well, I even remember there was. Um, one one sort of glaring thing that I remember talking through with you guys was just the the pitches, and that there was a frustration of I feel like we should be winning more pitches, and we're not really sure what's wrong because I think you were saying that we were we're winning about one out of three, and then the question is, well, should is that normal? Maybe that's good. Maybe most shops only win one out of four, one out of five, one out of ten. Yeah, I don't know. But I think you you sensed there was more out there for you, but you weren't quite sure. Like, okay, but what do we do about it? Yeah, for sure. I think we were we were. Um, well, I can't speak for for Tony or the rest of my team, but I was facing very inward, like in the sense that like I was making it all about myself, and, and which was in retrospect terrible. Um, but it, it. But yeah, I mean, we were like, yeah. Not only should we be winning more pitches, but we should be getting in on more pitches that we're perfect for. We think we're perfect for, and some we really were, and some, in retrospect, we are not. Or, or we, you know, that's a whole. Like, we can kind of get into that. It's almost a tangent, but, but. Um, well, but yeah. we can we can unpack that for a second because I do think there is a tendency that when when you lose a job or when business starts to decline, the knee jerk reaction, human nature, says. We need to broaden the net, right? Right. Like we need to go after more jobs, and we need to broaden our positioning, right? So that, well, why don't, why don't let's jump in and go after that visual effects job, right? Right. Okay. Now think of that playing out over time, and that, as that plays out over time, you wake up one day and you realize what what is it that we do? <laughs> well, I mean, look look at it this way, and what I meant what I meant when I was talking earlier about being so inward facing you, you preach this pretty heavily so this won't be like a, a magnifying revelation for you but like assuming any of us still have passion for what we're doing at this point which we do I don't yeah. mean that in a, in a cynical way but like we, we we think we want and are excited to work on everything and anything right and mm-hmm. and that's what that's the narrative we tell ourselves and it it I think it's true I think we really can think we can do 2d animation or the biggest CG commercial of all time but what we think is not what the guy deciding to give us the job thinks or experiences and that's what we're missing in the sense of like you know 
whether I like it or not, clients like to put you in a box. They like to be like, oh, Laundry does the 2D graphic, colorful, Simpsons animation style stuff. Right. Right? Yep. Like, and yep. we do. Yep. We do a lot more. But, like, you know, I was talking to you before we got the start about the live action thing. They're like, and we do live action, but it's a positioning thing. It's like they, they need to know that, like, you don't just can't do it or can do it that you are an expert or a legend at it right you're sold out yeah like, on that expertise i think you can create two boxes for yourself and be like okay there's joel's films and joel's animation right but like i think it just gets messy and confusing and works against you as a studio when you try to mix them all together yeah and some people do pull it off really well but I, they seem more like the anomaly than the, the yeah i would i would agree i would agree and i and i I mean, as a client, I think you have to put yourself in the, in the mind of, the, of your client. And so when the client says to you, oh, um, I've got this visual effects thing or CGI thing, right? Um, can you guys do this? And then the answer is, well, yeah, we can. But from the client's perspective, what he really wants to know is, are you the best? Well, and because and what you're, yeah, I mean, we Not just. can you do it. We were just in this this week on a visual <laughs> effects job where we're competing against two other companies that are visual effects companies mm -hmm. and we just happen to have a good relationship with the with the production company that we're teamed up with and but we had to do a ton of extra selling to say that hey we can do a photo real vfx and here's our examples of it but it was a it was it, it, and we'll probably we probably get the job but it's it was just a, a harder thing an unnecessarily harder thing to do because the positioning was not what this particular project needed right. for where, for what we look like on the outside, right. essentially in our website. So I do. I remember when you and I, when we first started working together, probably both going to chuckle as I recall this. I have no idea what Laundry's positioning was, say two and a half years ago. It was, it was very much like a discipline-based positioning. Like, well, we do live action and design and motion and, and it, but yeah. but my point is the reason I even tell the story is the fact that I can't remember it says something well here's the thing about that because we didn't know the answer to either and that's essentially what we worked through with 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 you and and but the thing about it is our clients did and they didn't know that they knew or that maybe they did but like we've had multiple clients be like oh yeah you guys are the colorful poppy guys and you're like well I mean and we've had multiple clients. Right. Yeah. Like we are? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you look at it and you're like, oh, yeah, we are. I mean, that's, you know, it's that's uh, not that we don't do these other things, but that's, but yeah. And, well, and you're making a valid point that whether you know it or not, every client that reaches out to Laundry or any other studio has a positioning in their, like you occupy a position in their mind. Yeah. To them, they know it. Like they know why they're calling you. Well, and that's and that's what I'm talking about with that was what I was talking about with the boxes earlier. Is it's like it's like don't confuse the box. Like like if you know where, well, it's hard to know that you're that. I didn't know that, but oh, and or I just wasn't listening closely enough. Do you remember the old? This is going way back. So, with apologies, there was an SNL like mock commercial. Okay. About some product that was a dessert topping and a floor wax. Oh, wow. <laughs> Just, you don't know this story? No. <laughs> well, okay. The reason we're laughing is because there was this ridiculous commercial where they're like, hey, you know, XYZ, whatever. It's the most delicious uh, dessert topping ever. Put it on your ice cream. And they're like, and it's a floor wax. Yeah. 
And you just reminded me of that story because in a way, that's what people try and do. They're like, oh, no, we can be both of these boxes at the same time. Yeah. But from a client standpoint, they're like, no, you're either the dessert topping or you're the floor wax. And as soon as you say you're both, you've actually diminished both boxes. Yeah. And that's, that's, I mean, that's essentially, that's essentially it. And the only sort of workaround of that that I've seen is that you do, and you, you told me a similar story from, from your time back in Denver, but the only like anomaly, or, or I don't know what it, you would call it, but basically the only way that that doesn't follow that path is when you instill such confidence with a client that they'll just assume, they trust you to get it done no matter what. So mm-hmm. that they say like, okay, you've been doing after effects and tags for me for four years, but you handle it. I can trust you. Can you do this live action thing? We would love you to do it because we know you'll just figure it out. Right. Right. And, and, but that's not, that that's, you have to have a very strongly rooted relationship with your client to get there. You don't really walk into like a brand new client that way. Bingo. It's kind of the difference between ongoing relationships and cold call and cold inquiries. Yep. Very much so. Because you're right. I think when you've worked with somebody for five or 10 years and you've repeatedly solved these crazy problems, you've had their back, you've come in and saved them, rescued them, all this sort of stuff. You're in a position, and there's that word, (laughs) interestingly, you are in a position to say, look, I can handle that. Well, this really isn't your your jam. This isn't your, your, your expertise. No, it's okay. I, we got this and we're going to kill it. And that client will often say, great, thank you. Go. But that's, a, that's a rare relationship. Most relationships are not there yet. I'll tell you a very funny story where that happened to us recently, where we had worked with this one client on and off for a couple of years now. And we, it's just, it's just a love fest all the time. And they're like, and he, he one of the guys called me, he's like, look, we want to build a house in our office in the entryway because they, they their company deals with real estate and we just think it would be an amazing user experience for clients to walk in. Do you guys do like experiential basically and build houses? We're like, no, but we'll figure it out. Right? Age old story. <laughs> Age old story. <laughs> right, right. And it was it was a, it, I mean, we got it done and everybody's happy and I don't it wasn't a mess with the client. It was just a mess to figure out, but and and he 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 said something very revealing to me. He was like even his people on his team were like, "Why did you call Laundry? They're designing an animation company to do that." And he was like, "Cuz they're the only ones that had the enthusiasm to want to try." Wow. And I was like, "Ah." Well, you know, I'm I'm reminded of a of um I think it was David C. Baker. Hopefully I'm not misquoting that he taught me a really simple lesson where he was saying, Joel, in your, in your studio, your creative business, it's okay to accept work outside of your positioning. Sure. Just don't pursue it. Right. And that was for me the, oh, right. So by putting every kind of possible work up there on your, in your portfolio out there and saying that we do it all, you know, it's this idea of by appealing to everyone, you appeal to no one. Right, totally. But that's a great example for you because when that client called you and said, could you help us design an experiential storefront, whatever thing? Sure. Like you, you have the prerogative, but you're not going to the next, the next day change the laundry website to say, we now do no, experiential installations for real estate companies. To be completely honest, we, we didn't lose money on it. And I just was, I just enjoyed these clients yeah, sure. so much and in, in, in particular the one and it was just another chance to hang out and, and work on 
And I'm guessing together. it was fun because you're it's making fun. something and you're learning a lot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we had yeah. a good time, and and he, you know, it's a good energy, right? So, so let me let me go back to the story because when you and I were having drinks again about a year ago, I think the thing that I, <laughs> I'm laughing a little bit because I remember you were in a sense celebrating the progress of getting back in touch with I'm going to call it your mojo or sure. your your your, sure. your expertise, right? And you were, in effect, saying, wow, we, we repositioned, we're laundry, experts of the unexpected, misfits, I mean, all that. And you were telling stories of going in and doing presentations, screenings at agencies, and how there had been a, a big shift that was ultimately culminating in, we're winning more pitches, we're winning more business, we're doing more of the kind of work that I want to do. Can you... Explain how that's possible? Uh, yeah, I think it was a couple different things. I think it was just getting focused on what we're good at and what I love doing, which is design and animation and in a particular kind of poppy style, like I explained earlier. I, I think kind of understanding that truth and, and, and being like, oh, that's awesome and I love doing that. I think that was part of it. I, I, I had some, we hired some really, really encouraging and supportive people around us from our sales reps to our managing directors that uh, also reiterated that mm-hmm. and, and kind of just, you know, I think we always had like a confidence issue where we're like, we, for, for most of our studio life, we've always had this, it's almost like we were almost always asking permission to be in the room versus being like, Hey, wait a minute. We got this far. We're badass. Like right. we're not out of business and the work's still rad. So let's own that more. So how, what was that process like? What was that journey like? Cause I'm hearing this evolution from service oriented vendor mentality to no expert. One thing that's standing out and there's probably more than just this, but like, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, yours, like Gary Vee, a couple, just a bunch, just a bunch of different ones, and really deep dived into the into different business books. And, and one of the things that I realized was for, forever, and it, I mean, it still is this somewhat, but like our client was always in our head the the agency or the or the brand, and I think that gets really tricky and subjective. And we we I switched that thinking with the team to be like oh, the end user is the is the client like mm-hmm. whoever is watching it on Instagram or whoever's watching it on TV, you know who the audience is the is is the ultimate is the ultimate client client way, and then yeah. they teach you that in design school but we had just gotten away from it because in your everyday you're like the agency creative and producer is giving me notes subjectively that's or, or not subjectively whatever it doesn't matter they, they they're it's perfectly valuable but we got especially when we were pitching we were like just sort of making stuff and not really verbalizing the the end goal or or the end audience like and by putting a reason behind what we were doing mm. it seemed to get at a little more uh, kind of a revived drive well it's funny you just reminded me because i remember once one instance where there was um, a, a, there was a pitch where I think there were twelve, maybe there are twenty ideas. Yeah. In the pitch, and to me that was indicative of what what what's going on here? Like you guys are a little out of control, and it seems like you're clutching at straws. Yeah, well, and you get presentation fatigue, or they do. Like if they have to go through and listen to you explain 
the, the utter importance of 20 ideas, they're probably not that important. Right. Like, right. And, and that's, that's what we also figured out is, is you can just make two or three things incredible versus 20 things pretty good. And maybe put your time and energy into the one that you really, deep down in your heart, you're like, I think this is the best. Exactly. And, and usually it's going to be because, I mean, look, while I might have a good reason behind everything that we come up with creatively or, or someone else in the studio for that matter, and and that's valuable, there's another side of it that it still needs, just needs to be a cool, pretty picture sometimes that gets a visceral reaction. Yeah, for sure. And that's, for sure. And that's, or, or, you know, animation or, or video. So I'm curious, you said the word confidence earlier, and I thought that that was such a, you know, that's such a big word. And I, I use that word, of course, a lot to describe the journey of the creative entrepreneur. I think I even remember telling you the story of when I had done a, a pitch to a big uh, satellite TV company and I was pitching to the CMO. Right. So this is, you know, when you're pitching to a CMO, this is big time. And I think we had pitched four or five ideas. <clears throat> and at the end of it, he turns to me and says, hey, Joel, which of the five is your favorite? And I was like, oh, I like idea number one. And he's like, why? And I told him why? Because this, this, this. And he goes, then why did you show me all this other crap? Ah, and I was cold busted. Now, thank God there was a relationship there and we still did the project. Yeah. <laughs> right. It wasn't like the relationship was blown, but there was an important lesson there called, look, either you believe in your idea and you're here to help me take me somewhere where I didn't, didn't know that I could even go. Yeah. Or you're, you're, or you're just spreading out options in front of me and you're letting me decide like, why am I deciding? You're the expert. Right. Right. Okay. But what does that take to do that? Uh, confidence. confidence. Well, and it's funny because I'm glad you brought up that story because I, I bring that up all the time. The like, the like, what's your favorite? What I I believe when they're at a client asking what your favorite is, they're asking you what is your expert recommendation. Right. That's reading between the lines a little bit, but and I actually I had dinner with the ECD of a of a pretty big ad agency here in LA um, last week, and I asked him, I was like, is is that the case? And he was like, more or less. Sure. Like he's, you know, I mean, he's, you know, I mean, it's a little different when there's a creative internal team at an ad agency that has their own opinions and stuff. But he definitely was like, like, yeah, I mean, give us if if it's if you believe passionately about it, we're probably going to pick up on that and buy into that too. Yeah. Well, if I'm an agency or if I'm a brand and I call you, PJ, and say, hey, there's this problem we have. How would you solve it? I, in a sense, I'm going to ask you, what is your expert recommendation? Because in effect, that's why I called you. Yeah. I didn't call you because I want, I need red version and a blue version and a green version and a white version. And, and I'll just pick because now the responsibility is all on me. Yeah. Right. It's like, whoa, it's all up to me. I, I don't want it to be all up to me. You're the expert here. Yeah. There are you tell to me. think about it. Like, why, is or, this, and or why is this idea cool? Why will this idea work? Why will it resonate? Why will we get more likes or whatever? Um, and that's what I want to hear, hear from you as the as the expert, not right. as some vendor who's like, I don't know, which one do you like? Right. Right. Because it also it also then. Yeah, totally. Uh, that's, that's exactly right. So I'm curious now when 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 we landed on the what I would just call the simple positioning of laundry of the experts, unexpected artists, misfits and all that. How did that ripple out into experience? For you, because that I, it sounds like that comes out in screenings, it comes out in meetings, but it probably comes out in a bunch of other ways. It, um, 
I think it was a little fluffier than to speak about it, but when we do like our pres- like our our screenings and stuff, you see it in two places. You see it in the work, like when we put a, a like a a grid of work up for a presentation. Now, it all is of the same sort of family because it's more focused and it's and it, you know it, you can look and be like, okay, I get what these guys are about, even if they don't have to say that. Okay, and that's a big deal. It is. I mean, what you just said is a really really big deal. Yeah. Because the client, buyer, agency, whatever, might be looking at ten different shops and if your pov comes through clearly it's like okay i know what to i know what these guys are about i know why i would call pj that's exactly and so there was that and then the other part of it is when is part of that sort sort of positioning we came up with this wild card idea which was very important because it's um you know, you get a, a creative pitch and you do and create what they ask for. And then you, we call it the wild card where you throw in an idea that's just completely out of the box for what, you know, they, they said ask. And um, that's that we kind of own that. And, and it's actually been really successful. Well, what I'm hearing there is I've come to you and I've said, all right, give me, here's the brief. This is what I'm looking for. And you, when you give somebody that solution, here's the visual that solves that problem. Yeah. What me as the buyer is I, it, it gives me confidence because I'm like, okay, PJ's listening. Yeah. He's listening. But when you then say, yeah, but check this out. This is my wild card. It shows me something completely different. It shows me one, how you think. Number two, it shows me what's possible. Right. It's, it, I mean, they want you to bring something to the table. Like that's, that's ultimately it. So you yeah. bring, and, and actually I had, um, I hung out with some some creatives from Snapchat or from Snap a few weeks ago, and and I asked them their like because we hadn't worked together on anything, but I asked them I was like, what's your take on the like what like what do you expect in a pitch? Because and I explained to them this process, and they're like and they're like that's great. They're like here's the thing about it, and sometimes we don't have time to even articulate this because it's we either we don't know or or sometimes we do, but we just it's just too many too hard to get through that. But essentially. Some jobs they just need you to execute the board, and some right. jobs they they want you to be the wild card, and some, it's just hard to to know when when is what. Well, and your shrewd move was simply just asking. Oh, hey, what 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 do you expect? I've, I've been on this kick lately where like I feel like I'm like the like a CNN reporter, but every every client I meet, I ask them billions of questions, and they're, they're probably like, "Who is this lunatic?" But like, I mean, it just saves so much trouble to. And money and time to just be like, well, do you like it this way or does this work or what works? Or, yeah. or um, like, for instance, Dave, yesterday we were, we were talking with different clients and I said, you know, you do these screenings where you present your work. And I said, hey, what what did you what's been memorable and effective when you've been in a screening? And they, they said they're like, you know, not playing all your work and not saying anything. And they're like, you know, a little story or a little reasoning behind each project is pretty helpful for us. Like I was like. And we already do that, luckily. So it was, right. it was like cool. I know that's but working. It's a good affirmation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I just think we, I, I was just afraid to even ask questions for most of my career. And it's like it's because I you don't want to look stupid. Yeah. 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 See, okay. I should have so, all the answers. So there's an underlying theme here to all of this. Is I've just given up on caring about looking stupid and or failing. I mean, I don't want to fail. Like obviously from a business perspective, but like I have no qualms trying and and then adjusting what i hear you saying in a way is i'm okay with failing small so i don't feel big yeah totally like i'll embarrass myself in front of the 
oh, client work, by, like by just saying, hey, I don't understand what you're asking for here. What, what do you mean by that? Totally. And you look, might look sort of foolish. Just communication. But you get the clarity that you need so that you can not fail in the big ask called, hey, we awarded you the job and then you blew it. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly it. So it, um, what's what's next now? That I mean, when you think of the progress that, that Laundry's made and sort of getting back in touch with that mojo, as I call it, that that you have and that your team has, um, where are you where are you excited to to take that moving forward? Uh, just I think just keeping, you know, I think it's a different type of challenge now. I think I think being disciplined and consistent with everything that we do is sort of the new challenge from the sales side to the creative side to to scaling it. We've gotten a little bit bigger and keeping and also just trying to maintain that same spirit across mm. the entire studio. Because when you talk about being disciplined and consistent, you don't mean just in the work. Oh, definitely not. But there, there too. I mean, yeah. like, you know, uh, I mean, just making sure we're doing outreach, checking in with, with clients, uh, doing it in a non- annoying way doing pr doing stuff like this and and not just doing it once and doing it again 10 months when we get slow like literally just doing it over and over and over and then back over and 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 just keeping it's essentially just keeping the engine going yes but all the different arms of it essentially so has has the san francisco office been fun interesting challenging all of that (laughs) um it's uh amazing it's been uh, very successful it's exhausting but I mean, exciting that's, that's a cool market up there yeah it's crazy i mean it, there's a lot there's a lot there yeah there's <laughs> it's it's been amazing i think it's there is stuff that i thought would be hard wasn't hard stuff i thought would be easy is hard mm. to, now, tell me about the uh the press release i read this morning about the director the oh new director. yeah we just uh, signed this guy reza rizzoli who's this crazy awesome <laughs> cool creative director director from three legged legs uh uh-huh. yeah i don't know what to say he's he, he's rad yeah he's uh he does he does a lot of very much in the world of what we do very design and animation and live action heavy and but he brings kind of a, a practical quality to it he did all the super killer stuff for for vans and and for um virgin america back in the day and 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 so by practically, you mean literally he does a lot of practical photography? Yeah, and, like stop motion. And, action and, 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 oh, yeah, like, okay. Kind of does everything, fun. at least in the confines of, of what we do. Right. Well, what's cool I hear about that is there's a certain magic and secret sauce that, that, that I, I know Laundry is, and it sounds like he's a really cool augmentation, yeah, expansion of that. Like there's still a core thing there of like, oh, yeah, he's, he's going to expand that, but it's not like he's a food stylist shooter, no, you know and not. totally it's, like outside the, the it complements the brand in a fairly natural uh, natural way so yeah. i think uh and he's just a nice guy and just enthusiastic and it, it's it's great it's gonna be rad well i'm excited to see what what what, what he does and is he fo- is he primarily focused on advertising or in, in broadcast or uh, brands yeah, or mostly advertising and brands it seems like uh-huh. i think that's been the the sort of the majority of what he's he's done so is he an artist is he a misfit is yeah, he, yeah. he going to be an expert of the unexpected for sure he definitely <laughs> i think something that's really cool about him is that like you know 
Tony and I both, as creative directors, have our hand on the business side of it, and it's impossible for it to not affect our decision as a, on the creative side in some way. And I don't mean it, it good and bad. I yeah. think we have the confidence to try stuff because we're like, yeah, we know there's money in the bank. Let's go for it. And then the other side of it is like, okay, well, we need to be cost effective for the health of the business too. And it gets, it can complicate our yes. creative a little bit. It Reza's adds, it adds several with, more layers. Oh, it definitely does. Reza's not inside that. So he'll, he'll just be like, yeah, I don't know. Let's, we're going to do an exploded phone. Let's do it all practically with you know with robots and you're just like yeah yeah there's a fox in the hen house thing that can happen when you're an owner and you're creative because you know every decision that you make to make a project creatively awesome is costing you right and that's excruciating and it's you just don't it's hard to know i mean sometimes you you'll never fully know and but sometimes you're just like i don't know like should we brisk it shouldn't we where do i draw the line yeah it's hard. It's, it's, sometimes it's the uh, you know should we should we rent that extra camera for this shoot, you know should we should we do it at that location or this location because this one's going to save us fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah. But that one's a little better. But but That's, but, I know. but oh, it's, I mean it's, it's it's endless. But I mean this is in a way part of the the genius of the creative entrepreneur is that you can handle that because a lot of people can't. Yeah. You know a lot of employees just cannot deal with that type of decision making they're like my job is to make it as creative as awesome as possible and make the client happy and that's it yeah uh so you have to juggle that but it sounds like with uh, and sometimes it is that i mean i think i think sometimes we get you know we're not at all perfect we lose sight of that sometimes and sometimes it's like wait a minute none of that matters like they we don't need to talk about the health of their business we they just want to see something awesome Mm. like it it, it, and i lose sight of that sometimes and it's just like it's like Oh wait a minute! Yeah, they just need to. See, it just needs to give someone visceral joy for this particular problem and let them know that it's Target and not Best Buy. Like it's it's literally like, I mean, hard to craft, but that simple in message. Well, it, and what I hear there is you're at the end of the day. Sometimes you're selling subjectivity. Oh, 100 percent. And 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 yeah, sometimes the the ask is as simple as make us look more awesome than our competitor. Yeah. That's, I mean, I'm working on one right now. I, I think I wrote it almost exactly like that. I was like, look, here are your competitors. You're going to be and look a little more elevated and awesome because of this. Isn't that funny? Yeah. To think that that's, I, there's so much money and implications and everything from someone saying, yes, PJ, I trust you. I get it. Let's do it. And then off we go. Yeah. And we go create this amazing result that helps thousands or millions or whatever of audience viewers out there say wow that brand is cool right exactly and that's a tough business to be in yeah, yeah, how did you get here yeah totally <laughs> i mean you know look i think one of the things is, i think the other thing is i've also just realized like we're not likely going to go out of business like I, there's always just this fear like oh the, the, the whole world is crumbling every time we don't get a pitch yeah but ultimately what closes studios like ours is just a lack of passion even though they'll someone will say a million other things and and that's not something we're lacking right now we're we're into it like it's well that's what i love because i i think you know in the in the small part of your story that i've been able to play in it's been really awesome to see you get reconnected what with what you love doing what produces great results you know what brings you energy because the i think you you could have gone down another path where you get distracted you get confused you 
get lost a little bit and you take your eye off the ball. And unfortunately in our industry, if you take your eye off the ball for maybe a couple quarters, you I can mean, be out of business. A hundred percent. That's, I think that's an important, really, really important point that could, we could go a lot deeper on, but that's, that's, you cannot take your eye off the ball and it's, it sucks because it's super complicated and there's so many parts to it that you have to maintain. But as soon as you do, it gets, it gets, it gets, um, challenging. <laughs> right. Uh, and rewarding, but yeah, yeah. it's all that. I mean, that's, it's all it, that. You know, I, the part that I'm really excited about now is is the opportunities and position that we have to really help cultivate and grow the, the team that I have with me, whether it's, you know, Tony or creative director or art directors or designers. I, that's the part I'm like, wow, like, Tony, you want to do, you know, I don't know, a, a car commercial. Let's figure that out. Let's make that happen. Or, or you know, Eugene wants to do work on something for Google with animated characters. Like I, that's, I'm really excited about that right now, about just helping pretty basically just helping my team. Cause I, I, right. Meaning, meaning investing in and growing and building up your team. Yeah. And just using the, 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 stu- the I mean, I'm not good at a lot of things, but using the, the few things I am good at to help them do something that they couldn't do or, or, or want to do, but don't, you know, I don't know, just, just trying to figure out how to help my, my team get what they want and grow too. that. I'm like super pumped about that. It's interesting because you're now alluding to a much bigger, longer period of time in your story. And that is your business does evolve and grow and you do age and there's a certain amount of, Hey, I need to invest in the next generation and grow them up and build them up because I'm, I'm not always going to be the creative director the solo star here well and that i mean and i could be the thing that's that's interesting to me is that i could be like i could i do it all the time i did it this week i got in and remodeled a a city scene for for a project and looked awesome and the client signed off on it and it was great right sure i kissed my bicep and the whole bit but it's super small thinking and and it bottlenecks the the growth of our of of any company really and i'm just like okay that might be great short term but that's absolutely terrible for 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 the long term for the team long term yeah and i don't want any part of that um so that I, and there's just like you just get these like small little mini moments where like i'll sit in a meeting with 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 tony or or you know reza and they'll be like oh what if we did this one thing and you're just like holy shit that's a great idea like wow let's do that and pj's saying i would have never thought of that 100 percent, yeah and, and just being like enthusiastic about everybody else because I, I mean i mean i mean this, this is being a little bit more candid but like i actually just put a post on linkedin the other day about this where i just get psyched out and anxious very easily and then it also starts messing with and affecting my the, the creative that i work on and it also closes me up where I'm just I'm just so I have so much anxiety about just getting it done that I don't want any feedback. I don't want to collaborate. I just want to like <laughs> Sure. Like just uh, Yeah, let me just get this done. Yeah and get out of my way. And it's self created mm-hmm. for the most part. And mm-hmm. so it's like it's also there's just more creativity out there that could make it better if I figured out how to open up more on that. So I'm just trying to really own that and just embrace everybody and everything around me. Because it's just it, it, there's just so many reasons why it's better to do it than the than than to like throw my headphones on and isolate. Well, yeah, I mean this is this is your journey, right? It's, yeah, it's a continuing step on your journey. And I'm even thinking of Tim's four stages, right? From artist artist to auteur, and then curator to collector. Yeah, you're uh, you're making your way through that through that journey. I think and the exciting part thing about that about Tim's 
four quadrants is right. that you can bounce around between them too. That, that so. Look, you can, you know. Right. There's still it's time for you to step up as the artist. Right. Absolutely. Right. And it's just. Unquestionably. It's, yeah. I think Because you've got whatever 20, 30 years of experience that you can sometimes come in and say, we should do this. And everyone goes, oh, my God, PJ, that's freaking brilliant. Thank you. Well, here's something. I'll tell, this is a funny thing that ties into that confidence conversation from a couple of years ago. I had a moment where I was like, man, I'm 40. Like, I'm done. Like, there's there's these kids that are like 22 that are are. <laughs> rock stars and and work about 10 times faster and better than i think i can right now and i was like but i was just buying a narrative okay i was like i was like wait a minute no i was like i could i still have the energy and the will to stay up all night and design and build stuff in 3d and make awesome stuff i'm enthusiastic about the same things and i got like 20 years of experience and wisdom under my belt here for whatever that's worth i was like so let you know, and in part because I saw a lot of people my age that had kind of just like honestly phoned it in. They're like, I'm you know, I'm gonna charge 800 bucks a day, I'm gonna do the bare minimum, and All right. the industry sucks. And you're just like, hmm, maybe. Well, what I hear there not. is that confidence word again because when you do have 20 years of experience, you can actually enter into conversations with clients, with decision makers, and make things happen because you're pulling from a deep well of confidence. That a young person that may be supremely talented, very gifted, amazing artist, but they don't have that depth of experience from which confidence comes. So they can't go into that boardroom and sell the CMO on the why this is the best idea. Yeah, and and, and, and you can't and yeah, that's exactly yeah. that's it. There's that yeah. So it's you know, on the outside it looks like everything's like yeah those guys are rocking it they got their feet up the, the you know the dump trucks of cash are backing into the studio and it's like <laughs> yeah, no right. it's definitely not, like everything's a fight we, yeah. we're just we just are working our tails off to to well i probably harder than we I, ever have. i know i know a lot of course because we we work together on the business side i know a lot of the sort of how the sausage is made <laughs> yeah right totally. but at the same time i'm going to celebrate the amazing like the top the part of the iceberg that's above the water called the work yeah and the clients and the reputation it is awesome thank you it is awesome so i mean i i congratulate you and i'm excited to see as we continue to solve all these things below the surface yeah how they're going to culminate in more great work and increased reputation and and growth i mean we're friends and have had one-on-one conversations that that have got us here but i mean everything in the world is attributed to the team we have like they they just we got the best guys in the universe right now and i love them to death and they're they're just if none of this is without their hard work no that's it's and it's worth yeah it's worth emphasizing that because you're absolutely right oh i mean they just make us more confident in every way and the person at the front desk up to the managing directors everybody is just rad and hardworking and just kind and bringing their a-game yeah yeah and so there goes the helicopter i i, I plan for the helicopter to fly over just in there i was gonna say time. is this your ride back downtown yeah totally <laughs> should be <laughs> well pj man thanks for thanks for sitting down and having this chat yeah, yeah um, anytime. here at verve my favorite spot so good luck on the journey. Do you head back downtown to yeah, the studio? Yeah. I think I actually have to do a creative call here in a second. But yeah, after that. And then a cash flow call, right? Yeah, and then a cash flow call. That's right. <laughs> so, so a day in the life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Creative yeah. and business. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, thanks again, PJ. Yeah, thanks, Joe. You've been listening to the Rev Thinking Podcast. For more information on upcoming accelerators, events, or to learn how RevThink advises creative entrepreneurs like you, connect with us at RevThink.com.
I want to tell you about a place to connect that you might not know about. It's our online community called Rev Community. It's a great place to get to know other creative business owners like yourself, to share some thought leadership and read other encouragement, to be challenged in this new marketplace, new technology, ideas, economic trends, and it's a place to research. Check out many of the resources we have online, our videos, and of course, this podcast. Join us today at revthink.com slash community. If you're a creative studio owner, feel free to join us today at revthink.com slash community. I look forward to seeing you there.